think you're tripping with? Yes, I'm the boss. 745, white on white, that's Rick Ross. I keep them wide, I keep them long, I keep them fat. I keep them coming back. We keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution. I'm like Atlantic. I got them pretty things flying across the Verbally Effective, episode 32, which are double E, Ina Esco. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm really excited about this one. And you could be anywhere right now, but you are listening to Verbally Effective. Thank you so much for your time. I have Mr. Rob Hunter Jr. with Robusto <laughs> by Havana Mix in the building with me. Hey, hey. Rob. How you doing, Miss Ina? You doing okay? I am doing wonderful. I'm so glad that you are here. You got a lot going on, a lot coming up. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I had to get you on the podcast. And I bet everybody <laughs> thinks that you're from Memphis. No, ma'am. No, but ma'am. you're not. Where are you from, Rob? I was born in Tampa, Florida. Um, I've lived in two or three different countries in about 13 different states. Wow. So when did you move to Memphis? I've lived in Memphis since oh. I came here in Memphis 03 from 03 to like 09 and then I just took off Mm -hmm. I just started moving everywhere I could I like to so you like Memphis I do I like Memphis a lot actually Uh I think Memphis is pretty awesome the people are very nice um I think it's a lot of opportunity here as well that's my favorite thing about Memphis there's so much there's so much room for um expansion and I'm really excited about the next 10 years in Memphis I am too. Can you give us some like uh, exclusive info that you can share with Verbally Effective Podcast about oh, the next wow, two years? Wow! Um, because you guys are located right in the heart of the city in downtown Memphis on Peabody, uh-huh. um, so that's a prime location. So I know it's a lot of development going on in Memphis. So what can you tell me? Give me the tea. What I will tell you, I can't give you all the tea. Well, give me just a taste. I will say, just like you said, we're located in the heart. Of mm-hmm. downtown, mm-hmm. within the next two years, ten years, we will be the heart of downtown. Ooh, the so, heart! Yeah, so just look out for that. It's gonna be major. Trust me. Wow. So, is the the location for Robusto by Havana Mix? Is that the prime location on Peabody? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's our um, that's our main one, but it won't be the only one. Right. Downtown. Oh, oh yeah. did you that. guys hear that, that like tea? That. But your other locations are in DeSoto one, County. Yes, ma'am. We have one in South Haven, the tip of the sip called Cigar Haven on Airways and Goodman, right next to Plato's Closet and the Malco Theater. I know exactly where that's at. And then we have one <clears throat> in Lakeland on Highway 64 mm-hmm. um, called Burning Desire. It's right next to the L.A. Fitness mm-hmm. and across the street from a really large Kroger. Mm-hmm. Too, so. Now, were you a part of those, like, uh, when they started up? Did you, like, go and make sure everything was on the up and up, you and your dad? Right, right. So, actually, my my trajectory has been a little bit different. I came in on the latter half of all of the development because mm-hmm. I, I had a whole other career going. And then uh, when my dad asked me to come back, we had already had the three. Mm-hmm. So, I've been here to um, bring things into the future mm-hmm. and make sure things become a lot more systematic, mm-hmm. you know, so we can develop in the means that we want to. Wow. That's great when, you know, family can stick together yes, and grow the business because it don't always work like that. Right, right. Very true. Very so true. So you and your father have an awesome relationship from That's what I've man. seen 
and from how I see you value, you know, that That's relationship. That's all I have. That is awesome. Had. And you have a little sister. I do. She's 11. Her name is Reagan Hunter Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what you going to do when she get a boyfriend? Well. Oh, Reagan, do you see him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a long way away. We just we just see, doing cheerleading right now. Okay, okay. That's okay, that's okay. a that's a long, long, long okay. way away. And I told her, I said you don't have to ever be pressured by any boys because mm. you have men in your life. So mm. that is Mm-mm. that's okay. Wow, that is really good. She has a good big brother. And you know, like I said, like, you know, you're you're a young man, but you're very mature for your age and I know that you've moved around a lot. So, you know, just adjusting to different environments. That could really grow somebody up really quickly. <laughs> so tell me about the cities that you've lived in and the countries that you've lived in. Okay. Um, I've lived in Atlanta, St. Louis, D.C., Baltimore. Um, I'll probably forget some. I'll probably forget some. Um, Tampa, of course. Um, I've lived in Beijing, Shanghai, um, Nanjing, I've lived in Czech Republic, um, Prague, what? and Pilsen. Um, now, when you were in Beijing and Shanghai and the Czech Republic, and mm-hmm. where else did you say internationally? Yeah. Um, wow. I, I've been to, I spent some time in Nicaragua, too, in Esteli. Mm-hmm. Oh, you was trying to figure out the cigar business yes, in Nicaragua, huh? Okay, you yes, see, I did my research. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's that was my heart. That was crazy. That was. Tell me um, about Beijing. Beijing is lit. It's definitely so. I think Beijing has like forty or fifty million people, mm-hmm. and I think just to show you kind of perspective, I think New York has twenty million people. Yeah. Right. They so packed. Beijing has double the amount of mm-hmm. people. I mean, it's insane. You'll get people from everywhere. I mean, it's one of the most international cities ever. Mm-hmm. From. I've I've met people from Chicago. I met people from Germany. I met people from South Africa. I Mm -hmm. met people from um, Russia. I met people. I met people from Latin American countries when I was in Beijing. Were you studying in Beijing? Yeah, so I was in business school over there. Mm -hmm. um, The first time I was over there, and then the second time I was over there, I was teaching English. I wanted to go. I wanted to get my MBA over there. That Uh was my plan for the second time I was over there. But the first time over there, I was just. Going to school, having a good time, um, trying to get proficient in Mandarin. Uh-huh. And it was just lit. I was just doing what uh, your average 21, 22-year-old would uh, do. With the Beijing chick. I guess. Wait a minute. Okay, so are you proficient in Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> are you proficient in Mandarin? Um, First question about this. Well, could you show one? What does so, that mean? I can't speak Chinese. You said I can? I can, yes. Say that again. Well, could you show one? That's good hey! enough, right? Right, right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's it's not as good as it used to be, but That um, sounds good to me. As as uh as as I used to live over there, it was pretty lit. I mean, I remember one time I got lost. Like I was um about I was looking for the train. And mm. I was like two hours out, and I got lost. Oh, was and it scary? It, just, it was so scary, but my Mandarin just kicked in. Really? And I remember being like, yo, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> I cannot. It was such a rush. It was so lit. But Oh, my. It was a very, very fortunate situation. I saw some of the craziest things. Like? Um, oh. <laughs> you can say it. This is verbally effective. I just, uh, <laughs> let me see. So I just saw... Now you put me on the spot. I'm trying to say You it. know what you saw. 
Um, I can imagine like some some shit you just don't see in the states. You saw there, yeah, in well, Beijing. Yeah, I just I say that like some of the some of the crowd that I was familiar with, they had. I say like when you get when you're in a different tax bracket, you see a different amount of fun. Like there's mm-hmm. different things that you become privy to, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate. Like some of my friends were um, the young lady I was dating mm-hmm. at the time. Her father was um, a head person in the military branch of the government. Another guy that I was really cool with, his dad was um, like two or three steps below, um, I think the Chinese president is Xi Jinping. I want to say, don't, I don't want to lie to you, but I just got to see a lot of of really, really, really. Like what? What they do? Just, oh my God. Drugs. A lot of that. A I lot of that. that. I figured that. Because I see it on TV yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. Okay. A lot of... Um, Orgies. A lot of that. Oh, a lot of that. Okay. I'm not guessing everything. <laughs> a lot I can of read that. your a mind. Lot of that. And you know what's crazy? I saw some of the stuff. My second day in China, I touched down, put my bags down. What? My boy... So when I, went, when I was in college, my homeboy... Um, was Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so he said, yo, I'm going to be home when you're in China. Just call me. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were just going to go hang out. You know, he's yeah, going to show yeah. me yeah. some culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He picked me up the, from the airport. He said, you know, take your time, <laughs> get situated, call me tomorrow. So I remember we, my homeboy and I, we were trying to go to his house. Well, his, his they live on in a, a compound. Mm-hmm. Right. So you couldn't find his house on Google Maps. So he gave me the address to the nearest hotel, which was like two miles out mm-hmm. on Google Maps. And then he called the hotel guy and then they had a car take us to the compound. Mm-hmm. And then I'll never forget this. When we got <laughs> to the front of the compound in the car, it took 10 minutes to get from the door. I mean, from the entrance to the to his to his house. Right. Oh and so he lived in like a like a 10 story, I would say, like the size of the form. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's windows all around. So I was like, wow, he lives in. There's a lot of people that live here. Mm-hmm. I remember we got in the elevator and when we got out of the elevator, the room was like this big mm-hmm. and it was one door. Mm-hmm. So when I opened the door, his house was the whole floor. Oh, wow. It was the entire floor that surprised the mess out of me. Wow. And then when I saw all the yeah, stuff that, that was in there. they got that long money, that long money. Yeah, right I was like, yo, this is, this is too much. I'm <laughs> and I bet school. the architecture out there is just it's magnificent. Like, it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I got to sled down. I've seen multiple parts of the Great Wall of China. I got mm-hmm. to bobsled down, or not bobsled, but slid down the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a lot of the monuments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big history and culture person. Mm-hmm. So I definitely did a lot of the tourist stuff. Wow. I've been to more places in China than I have in America. Mm-hmm. I've traveled a lot over there. So you dated a few Chinese women. Is that true? Uh, I mean. How are they different from American women? Oh, like what would, go, look, what would go, you. you what go. do girls ask you that all the here time? Here you go. Oh, it's a slippery slope. Why is it? That should be an obvious slope. This is a slippery slope. Why is it so slippery over there? <laughs> nah, I'm just this whole conversation. <laughs> when it gets to the women, it's a slippery slope. Well, okay, all I want to know, what are the biggest differences in dating 
Uh-huh. An Asian woman versus an American woman. I'll say, um, well, it's a lot of different kind of women in Asia, but the Chinese women that I found, I won't say all, but the Chinese women that I dated personally. Mm-hmm. So this is not me, every Chinese woman right. or every American woman or whatever. Right. But the ones that I dated um, are very, like, um, very demure, mm-hmm. if that is the correct term. Right. Um, really quiet mm-hmm. usually, um, and just really like I found, and it's also really similar to um women in America as well. Like, or I would say even black women, right? Like, once the ones that I was dating, once they really trust in you, then they believe in you, mm-hmm. you know, and they will help you do whatever mm-hmm. is whatever is necessary for the sake of the relationship. So the Asian woman trusting off the jump. Oh, no, nah, not trusting off the jump. It oh, takes okay. a minute. It, it takes a minute. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, it's definitely, it's definitely a slow walk. But, I mean, you know, nothing um, valuable ever comes quickly. That's true. So I found when I was over there, and I still, like, some of the women I still talk to today, mm-hmm. you know, um, we still make conversation and whatnot it's just they're really really intimate society you know Mm -hmm. it's very hard if you don't know them to get in with them Mm -hmm. but if there's somebody to vouch for you then you're good like you had the vouchers i mean i I went over there with um (laughs) i went over there with some vouchers yeah yeah. Well, that's awesome. You good all over the world, Rob. I don't know Look about at you. All that. But do they smoke a lot of cigars they in smoke Beijing? A lot of cigarettes. A lot of cigarettes. Beijing is the cigarette capital of the world. There are more cigarettes sold in Beijing than any other city mm-hmm. in the world. So it's crazy. Now, like they are getting, they are getting. She more, sounded Asian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Oh my! If I could, if she, if she could, then I would. But okay. nah, they don't smoke as many cigars as we like. But they are moving up in the world in terms of cigars and tobacco. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So you out there having a time of your life and your prime and your young prime years, and your daddy called just said, "Son, I need you to come help me out." Yeah, very, very. How much. did you feel when you got that phone call? Um, I was more, I was more nervous for him. Um, because my dad's not one to ask for help like that, mm. you know, so I knew it had to be a pretty dire situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I had went to college to do this one thing, you mm-hmm. know, um, I, sp- I spent a lot of money, a lot of time on this. So I know for my dad to ask me that it wasn't, um, just a fly by night decision. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, my dad is all I have. That's my whole life. So he called me on like a Monday and I think I was home by Friday. Wow. So, I mean, that was that was that I didn't even think twice about it. And it it really didn't even hit me till I got home, till like the second or third week. I was like, "Oh my god." Did oh. you miss did you miss the Far East? I really did. I did I know you for did. like a year actually, yeah. For a whole year. I missed my international friends. Mm-hmm. It's just it's different when you get to meet people differently every day. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get new challenges every day. You can't imagine how hard it is to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. For a black man over there. Oh no, I can't. Right, exactly, no, I can't. exactly. Did you, know. did you find you a good barber? No, no. I, I was cutting my own hair for a minute. <laughs> Were you beer gang? I out was. There? Yeah, I just had. I just let it ride. I just let it ride. It was. <laughs> it was crazy. I wore hats all the time. All of the time. You got any good beer gang uh, stories? I try to stay away from that. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I know you got one good one. <laughs> nah, I try to. Listeners just... of the podcast, this man is beard gang for real. Ever since I met you, he was beard gang. And so I see he keep, keeps it nice and oily. Oh, he got the oil, the coconut oil. <laughs> so I know you berries. got a good beer gang story. Nah, you know what? I try to I try to stay away from that to be completely honest with you. I try to get in the least that's trouble. That's just trouble. Oh, know, beer gang you. stories are trouble. trouble. This what lady told me the other day, she said it looked like my beer hide lies and secrets. Oh. And she was flirting with you. I don't know, but I just I just try to save from that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, let's jump into the cigar industry for a moment. You know, like I said, I do my research before I get with my guests. And I saw that in the cigar business, this is like a twenty billion dollar industry. So, I mean, out of that twenty billion, how many how much of that do you think is African American owned? Maybe like two percent. Two percent. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. I would say um, it is predominantly the the majority of the money is predominantly um, white males, mm-hmm. and then I would say the next maybe like thirty eight percent is um, Hispanic. Hispanic. Yes, ma'am. Because of course the origination, the origin, the original um, Cuban or the original smokers and developers are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And then, or Latina, excuse me, for the correct Latino, term. okay. And then after that is other, which includes African-American, Asian, and then you throw women of all ethnicities in there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, but we're growing a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. I'll say uh, my dad has been going to the big trade show for like 15 years and mm-hmm. he remembers when he was the only black person there mm. and I've been going for the last three or four years and I remember when we were like one of maybe three or four but this year I think I remember counting like eight or nine black shop owners and I had like three or four were women actually black women wow, which was awesome. really cool too yeah so yeah that was yeah. really, really, really lit. That, that's always a really good experience. The parties, the more black people come, the better the parties are. Every I year bet up there. Yeah, because yeah, you all were just in Vegas, right? Yes, ma'am. So, that's like, where. how? What? What are like the? What is the agenda for the cigar festival? Now, I'm sorry, cigar the, convention. Right, right, right. In so Vegas, that's pretty much. You go up there. Um, that's where all the new releases are. That's where you get to meet the who's who in the cigar industry. Um, that's where you get to taste a lot of the new cigars. You get to see what's upcoming. Um, that's where they have, uh, they talk about a lot of the legislation concerning tobacco because the government is trying to crack down on it a lot for some odd reason. Why? I know there are like some legal matters anyway with, yeah. with you like getting, bringing back Cuban cigar. Right, right. And I know Obama was trying to... Re- uh, leave that exactly, right? And exactly, then, but it's not right, and, and or is the, it? So Tell me about that. The previous administration was a leave or relieving a lot of that stuff and opening um, trade back up with Cuba a lot, right? right? But this current administration is I don't know much about politics. I don't stay into that a lot, but mm-hmm. this current administration is taking a lot of that, retracting on a lot of the um, Cuban initiatives. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like getting to Cuba is a little bit more difficult now 
than um, it was maybe two years ago. It, yeah, very much, very much before Dang. you just buy tickets. And it and just seemed whatever. like everything was letting up with Yeah, it was going to be lit. It was going to be lit. Yeah, now, it was definitely going to be lit. And now it's a little more difficult. Yeah, it'd be like that. Mm. That's my favorite phrase. It just it just be like that, you know. Well, since you mentioned you don't, you know, keep up too much with politics, I just want you to know 45 is reversing <laughs> everything the previous administration done, just so you know. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But it seems like the cigar conventions are fun. You get yeah. to know about, you know, all of the new cigar flavors. It's the best. Do you have to have like a certain palate? Well, like a cigar or how does that work like how do you figure out if a customer comes to robusto by havana mix mm-hmm. how do you know what to give them well there are a number uh well just to say i'm one of the few um what is it registered tobacconist in the city a tobacconist right 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 so An that expert. means if that's the word that you want to use okay. but that means i've read books on it that means i've taken um, actual um, classes for this, mm-hmm. so that means you should believe me. But <laughs> right, <laughs> um, like so, if somebody say say somebody comes in, they never smoked a cigar before. Mm-hmm. Then there num- there are a number of ways to understand their palate. You can ask them what types of coffee do they drink, mm-hmm. what types of alcohols do they drink, um, how do they like their meats, do they like their meat sweet, savory. Salty, you know, so definitely, definitely. Are you a wine drinker? What kind of wine do you like? And then from there, um, I can tell what you like because Mm -hmm. there are only so many flavor sensors on your palate and your palate is a really intimate thing. So with meat, alcohol, um, candies or whatever, you know, once you understand one of them, then you can. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I came and visited your did location. Did you enjoy yourself? I did, all okay. the time. It's, okay. it's lit, like you say. It's yes, lit. Ma'am. It's yes, a ma'am. nice environment. But you asked me a few questions, because I was a little lit, but I remember you <laughs> asked me a few questions to figure out what I would like, right. and we ended up with a mint. The Java mint. Yeah. Java yeah, mint. Yeah, the Java mint. It yes, was ma'am. so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a chocolate mint. It's really dope. It is really dope. I it's like the best. It's one of the It's one of the better ones. And... Just to let y'all know, ladies, you can smoke flavored cigars. Guys, you can smoke flavored cigars. There's no such thing as a female cigar or a male cigar. Cigars are not born with genders. So (laughs) you can smoke whatever you want to smoke. (laughs) Ray Lewis smokes acid. And I I bet you you won't go up to Ray Lewis and say, oh, you smoking an acid? I guarantee you won't do that. What is your favorite cigar? Uh, probably the Partagas Serie D number four. That's a Cuban cigar. That sounds like a real serious cigar. It's right pretty there. lit. It's a nice medium body Cuban Porto. But um, as Let far as a domestic a domestic cigar, <laughs> I like uh, anything from a brand called Padron, P A D R O N. Okay. Um, many things from Drew Estate. I like the cigars that um, my dad blended actually with Rocky Patel called the Bill Street Cigar. Mm, we so sell, they made their own cigar? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's the number one selling cigar in Shelby County. Um, it's black created, black owned. Look and I mean, it's just very popular. We sell a lot of it. I've shipped, to, I've shipped that cigar to every continent. Mm, and they, they like it. They love the it. Bill, they, it's called the Bill Street. I want the Bill Street cigar. No black, no white, just blues is our tagline. Oh, look at that. I like that. Yeah. Now, when you, when you make a cigar, you said your dad rolled it. What goes into making a cigar? Um, so there are a ton of different leaf combinations mm-hmm. um, and there are a ton of different aging processes. It's very much a um, like a 
a science. It's, it's very much a like science. It. Yeah. And like so it. essentially they provide you with different combinations. You have to have the palate to create a cigar blend. You have to have more than an average palate. I'm not there yet, but my father has been doing it for longer than my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to have a very distinct palate to be able to say, I want something, excuse me, that tastes like this, mm-hmm. that tastes like that. Wow. So, um, I mean, it's hours and hours of uh, labor mm-hmm. to get that done. And then rolling the cigar, I can do that, but that's very hard. That's mm-hmm. very hard. I have so much respect for the people. It takes over 100 hands for one cigar to be created. From the seed From to the you smoking to it. End. Exactly. It takes over wow. 100 hands. So when I see people not finishing their cigars or when I see people just throw them You're on the ground. Yeah, I just, I feel so badly because it takes so much to yeah. do that, you know. Because probably people want to come in and try it right, out. They've right, never right. done it. And you, you guys, y'all have a pretty lit spot. So everybody want to hang out there anyway. <laughs> so of course they're going to try a cigar. Yes, ma'am. Yes, but ma'am. Listeners, don't hurt Rob's heart and. Please you don't know. break my heart. Just let the, we say let the cigar <laughs> die with dignity. You know, just let it sit. Don't don't throw it out. Don't don't stamp it like a cigarette. Just let it die with dignity. Okay, with dignity. Okay, speaking of putting your cigar out, mm-hmm. what is it called? The humidor? The humidor, yes, ma'am. What, that preserves it. So the a humidor is any room or um, or any box whatever you use that is at a specific temperature and humidity that is for the preservation of cigars. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So people can have their own personal humidor at the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can build it. We sell them. You sell them? Yes, ma'am. We sell them that are as small as little cigar boxes or are as large as chests. So Mm -hmm. we sell all types of them. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you all have the big chests. We got a lot. In that that room. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot. Yeah, we fortunate. We got a, a lot. Okay, well, um, you know, I know a lot of people in the city probably know that you guys were on a reality show called oh Bar Rescue. <laughs> How did that all come about? That's one of my dad's brainchilds. My dad is very much for the um, publicity and being in front of the camera. I tend to be behind more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. My dad is very much like in your face mm-hmm. and loves that stuff. So. I'm not sure exactly um, how that happened. I think, don't get me lying, but I think um, there was some discussion the last time we were in Vegas because um, some of the producers are cigar smokers as well, and they hadn't done a cigar bar yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were in need of some changes, and I think it just worked out. So Bar Rescue, the premise of the show is to do what? So Bar Rescue, essentially, um, they come in, and if your bar is not up to par uh, in terms of systems, in terms of aesthetics, in terms of um, uh, quality control, then they essentially come, take it over, rebuild it from the inside out, Mm -hmm. and show it to you. So, like, we had no control over anything. I was about to say. We had no control. In fact, man, you know, that was such a difficult process for me because I'm there more than I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Like, that is my child. So for somebody to come in and start telling me what to do was a very, very, <laughs> very, very, very large issue. Very oh, large my. issue. But were the changes good? It was phenomenal. I mean, it is phenomenal. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Uh, I like the 
I like the new decor that we have. We've definitely taken it a step above. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us some knowledge and some information that it would have taken us 10 to 15 years to acquire. So, I mean, you know, we're very fortunate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I love it. I think all of our guests love it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, people come from all over the country um, and say, hey, I seen you on Bar Rescue. Mm-hmm. And that just that makes my heart melt. And I'm so appreciative of everybody who comes in. Mm-hmm. So I know you get a lot of guests that come through the Robusto by Havana <laughs> Mix. Robusto. And I noticed like the, the <clears throat> couple of times that I've been in there, you're in that room, you know, trying to figure out what people are, are, are going to get. I mean, have you ever had um, any interesting tales with guests? That come by because they're they're right out you you guys are around the corner from Bill Street right, you know what right, I'm saying right 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 <laughs> right I mean man <sighs> come on Rob <laughs> mm. oh wow well, what oh. Is, like you know it could be anything you know <laughs> um wow. that spot has have to, has to have some good tales up in there well I say I mean on a positive note on a yeah, positive you note keep it positive I've we've had a number of people meet their um, husband and wives inside of Havana Mix. Oh, yeah? Yes, ma'am. Definitely. We've had some people propose to their, um, I guess, what is that, a fiancé? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Propose to their fiancé <laughs> there. Um, uh, we've had people not necessarily get married, but, like, we've had a number of people who get married and then come in their wedding attire to Havana Mix. I believe it. We've had a number of those things. Just keep it to keep it light and on a positive note. Um, it's it's pretty lit. But I'll say, I mean, if just a little bit of extraness, the women tend to be the most lit in Havana mix. Why? In t- I don't know. Like I just <laughs> do you, like because of alcohol. I don't know. Is it the cigar? Know. Do you guys know. put some kind of stimulants in this? Like, you know what? That, it might. You know what? It might be. It might be. I don't know. It oh get crazy, God. but oh they get the the ladies get very active in Havana mix. Well, we I'm have, sure you get them in control, don't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What well, the Iron Fist? Don't play no games. Mm. But we uh we have our 37 percent of our customer base is female, and we pride ourselves in providing a really diverse but safe atmosphere for women Mm -hmm. so um women come smoke with us more than anybody almost in the country i believe you know and it's a very comfortable atmosphere for the ladies and um it is it gets Mm -hmm. it gets pretty live if you want to see y'all just just come down just Just come come through see it's pretty epic now it's going to be live because you guys are doing your fourth annual cigar festival yes Yes, ma'am so tell me about the festival so i mean it's pretty lit this is our fourth one this one's going to be bigger and better than any of them um biz marquee is our headliner mm-hmm. um of course you know vapors just a friend but he's a better excuse me he's a better dj than mm-hmm. he is a rapper i, I mean heard. he djs internationally he's super lit we have a number of live musicians um ashton london we have locked and loaded um mm-hmm. which is my man's mike mosby group shout mm-hmm. out to my mentor mike mosby y'all mm-hmm. can follow him at mike mosby on instagram y'all can follow him raising the bar that's my man right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have his group out there. But then we have more cigar vendors than ever. Um, we'll have um, uh, Macanudo. We'll have Cornelius and Anthony. Rocky Patel. We'll have Foundation, which makes Tabernacle. We'll have uh, the people who make Groovy Blue out there. We'll have um, um, Jura State out there, which makes Liga Pravada number 9, T52, um, Padron. I mean, we'll have 
more cigar brands than ever. It's lit. Mm-hmm. Tons of food vendors, alcohol vendors. It's going to be crazy. Um, some local beer distributors, Memphis made. We give away a whole bunch of stuff. We give away lighters, cutters, ashtrays. Mm. We give away humidors. We give away backpacks. We give away trips. We give away everything. I don't really know how we make money on this because we <laughs> give away so much stuff. But, I mean, it's Sponsors. it's crazy. Now, it's, this is going to be Saturday. Saturday, September 1st from 12 1st. to 4 and then from 6 to 10. And I'm going to be your host for the show. I'll be the host. <laughs> turn up, Ina. Turn up, Ina Esco. I'm yes, so excited. Yes, I am ready. I'm to excited. You're going to be smoking out. a Java Mint. A Java Mint. I might try that Perron. For the hey, day. okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm an adventurer, so. Ballet, you know, ballet. Yes, man. You're not going to make me coughing. Nah, 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 nah. You're going to make somebody straight. cough when they, when they, inhale they it. hit it too hard. Yeah, 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 when they inhale it. This is not that. This is not that. You know, so don't inhale it. It's the same way you don't swallow Listerine. Okay. If you swallow Listerine, you got okay. problems. Okay. Okay. You know, I can't imagine what you, okay. what your insides are like if you swallow Listerine. If you do that. Yeah, now, I'm on. sure we'll have a lot of novices at the Cigar Festival but that you're going to have to coach. I got you. I love it. I you love to see a brand new smoker. That makes, that's my favorite thing is when we get somebody who says, I've never had a cigar before. That's yeah, you just favorite. light up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. I love it. I love it. Because then there's so many endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's dope. Like. I love what I'm doing. I'm very fortunate to be able to work with my father, and I'm very fortunate to be in an industry um, that is on the up and up mm-hmm. for African Americans and then just the industry in general. Wow. I'm so, so proud of you guys. Now, you can, okay. you're about to celebrate 10 years next year. Next year will be our 10th anniversary. It's going to be crazy. I can't imagine all the stuff. My dad says we're going to give away a car. I believe him. <sighs> I, I believe know. you, Rob Sr., I mean, he just, oh my God. Let it be for me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're going to make it happen, my... though. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Um, Like every, every, I think every other year we take, like I know we've taken some um, some of our best client or guests to Nicaragua. We've taken some Ooh, of our best guests fun. to Dominican Republic. We took 10 guys to Dominican Republic last year. Mm. So, um, I mean, it helps. It helps to be a really good guest at Robusta Bahavana Mix because you're more than just a guest. You become family, you know. And I'll say for a fact, not all of your cigar shops are taking you on all expense paid no, trips. No, they not. You know, I get, I, I, in fact, very few of them. Mm. So, come hang out with us. Yes, that's you a know? great selling point. Look, exactly. I'm trying to be down <laughs> so I can go to Nicaragua. Now, what's going on in Nicaragua? You told me you were there for a while. Yeah. It's what a, is that like? That's one of a... It's, it's... Well, you tell me. It's lit. Like, it's a very poor country. Right. It's like a third world country. Yeah, not so like... So, very opposite of Beijing. Not like, yeah. It I mean, is. It's active over there. Mm-hmm. It's active. Uh, I would say, like, more... like. Every nice house has bodyguards outside of it with M4s, mm. um, AKs, shotguns. Mm. Um, when I was down there, we had um, a bodyguard with us at all times. In fact, they're having like a an insurrection right now. What does that mean? <clears throat> it's just so many people are poor. The disparity between low, there's no middle class. Mm-hmm. So the disparity between lower and upper class people has just come to um a fever pitch, mm. you know, and um, a lot of people are, are unhappy right now. Um, tons of people, unfortunately, are losing their lives right now to fix um, just the financial disparities in the future. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I said, and for instance, in, in Esteli, the cigar industry employs like 70% of the right. people, right. of the population. You know, but most of those people aren't making adequate wages. That's so messed up. We we twenty billion out here in the industry, and the people that actually make it and grow it have nothing. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of similar to a lot of industries. Right, exactly. So I mean, I think, I think we live in a world now where you can, even if you make a lot of money, then you can help other people make a lot of money as well. Like I firmly believe in the expanding table mentality um, where if I want a seat at the table, then we just add more table Mm -hmm. rather than um, for me to eat. Somebody else has to leave, Mm -hmm. you know, for instance, like um, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon Mm -hmm. is the richest man right now. Right. But a lot of his employees can't afford Amazon products. A lot of his employees can't afford housing right Mm -hmm. now. You know, so which is crazy. It doesn't make that's totally nonsensical. I definitely like, for instance, at Havana Mix, we pay our employees um, good wages. Mm -hmm. You know, we make sure everybody uh, makes a good amount of money on a daily basis because we're more into building people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take care of the people, then the people will take care of your business. I firmly believe in that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, but I think things are going to change. You know, shout out to LeBron just opening up the school. Yes, you know, yes. You, I mean, I promise. Exactly, it it just shows that if you have the means, then you can help everybody. Definitely, you know, definitely. everybody can. Everybody can be helped. Everybody can eat. I mm-hmm. firmly believe that. Well, I really like the fact that you guys believe in employee development. You all have one of my good friends and sorors that work there, Valori. Hey, my auntie. Valori. Shout out, shout out to my auntie <laughs> Valori Ange. If you're listening to this, uh-huh. I love you, baby. I you love know. You too. She's so she's so awesome. She definitely keeps me in check. I'll say that has definitely been the most influential woman um, in my life the past, I would say, five years in terms of my um, my maturation as a man and mm-hmm. my maturation as a business owner as well. That's awesome. She provides me a lot of um, empathy. She teaches me patience. Mm-hmm. Um, she teaches me how to create systems, how to talk to people, how to express myself. So, I mean, she is phenomenal. She is I'll say that my father and Valori's roles in my roles in my life. My father is the type who will provide you a car, right? But he's not going to teach you how to drive it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to tell you that you need to put gas in it. He's not going to teach you how to change the tires or anything like that. He's going to give you he's going to give you a car, not make you pay for it. Whereas Valori is going to show you how to drive the car. She's going to show you this is where you go get the oil change. Mm-hmm. This is how you fix the car. These are the people that you need to talk to. The nurturer. So I'm I'm very fortunate to have these two people in my life. They mm-hmm. are everything for me. They I'm, seem like they've really shaped a really good person because you're so positive. You know, you, you just give positive vibes and, you know, just the inspiration and such a family guy and just oh, yeah. happy. Always winning, never losing. That is my... Always that winning, is my, never losing. Yeah, never, ever losing. That's my... That's my belief system. You know, I always win. I always win no matter what. If you look at the perspective, mm-hmm. it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, um, depending on how you look at it, you can win. Even if you lose, I always say, like, if you take an L, capital L, you take another capital L, and if you fix them correctly, it becomes a big W, right? Mm-hmm. Like an L and then another L. If you fix them correctly, yep. it becomes a big W, you know. So I just think there's opportunity 
in everything. And I have to be positive. I have a second, I've had a second chance in life. I had open heart surgery when I was younger. I had histoplasmosis when I was younger. But I've been inches away from my life. Really? Twice. Yes, ma'am. Why? So that's why if that's why I'm a really intense person. Like mm-hmm. I'm very much in fact Valori's teaching me how to conserve myself and just not be so intense all the time. I can't you imagine know. you really intense. I'm a Rob. very intense person. I'm a very like like you get real excited when you're excited, like yes, very extra, much, yes, real yes, extra. yes, very, very much. Maybe very those cigars much. make you extra. I don't extra. know. I, I'm you just, I'm just high on life. I'm just high on life. I'm just so in love with life. I'm so in love with development. I'm so in love mm-hmm. with the person that I am and the person that I want to become. You know, I'm so mm-hmm. in love with my weaknesses and my strengths. Mm. Um, I'm just, I'm just high on life right now. I'm mm-hmm. just very fortunate and. I'm just happy to be alive. Like I said, I got a, I got a second chance at life. I'm not mm-hmm. so. I'm really not supposed to be alive. Wow. You know, I just have a very strong sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. But and I mean, with you getting so excited, I know you're like the Grizzlies' number one fan. Oh my God! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I saw this okay. man. I saw this man. <laughs> All on my Twitter timeline. Everybody taking pictures of him. ESPN. Everybody keeping up with him. Let's was go. It, was that at the Grizzlies? So I travel. Summer. Okay, so I'm about to get. Tell me the story. Excited. He got hyped in it. <laughs> I travel with the Grizzlies. I've seen the Grizzlies in Boston. I've seen the Grizzlies in OKC. I've seen the Grizzlies in Atlanta. I travel with the Grizzlies. I love the Grizzlies. Just give you a little bit of backstory. When I had, um, either when I had histoplasmosis or. Um, open heart surgery, the Grizzlies just showed a lot of love, right? They gave me tons of stuff. Uh, Mike Miller came to the hospital to come see me. Um, They stayed in contact with me through some of my formative years. So after that, like, my loyalty is probably my strength and my weakness because that's it. Like, I'm rocking with y'all. I've been going to Grizzlies games since um, (laughs) when you buy 10 tacos at Taco Bell, you get two free tickets. Oh, You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. And so I went out to Vegas, and I went to the – they have the – what is that? Not the rookie game. It was some type of summer. Yeah, the summer league for the rookies. Exactly. And, I mean, I always – every time I travel, I travel with Grizzly stuff. I see. Every single time, no matter if I'm outside the country, wherever, because I'm trying to make more Grizzlies fans, and I need to let everybody know where I'm from. You know, you got like a collection of jerseys. I got. Right? I think I have more jerseys than anybody. Than I, any grizzly. I have more grizzly. <laughs> if I have enough grizzly stuff, underwear, socks, robes, jerseys, shorts, t-shirts, hats, toothbrushes, <laughs> to where I could wear straight grizzly stuff every day for three or four weeks. Wow. Well, we know what to get you for Christmas. Come on, I more love grizzly. It. I love it. I love it. But I was just at the game, turning up, you know, and I mean, I'm. I'm for the boys. Like, I'm for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an extra part of the team. We I feel like they need me. The, you the know? cameras were on you. You know, but I didn't even realize that yeah. until for a while, right? And then the my, commentator's um, like, look at this guy. Right. So, look. So, <laughs> my auntie texts me like, yo, you on TV. And so, it showed on the camera. Like, I'm looking at my phone. Then I look on the camera. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm on TV. This you is win. crazy. <laughs> it was so lit. People come to me after the game. People coming up to me in the hotel like, yo, I just see you on mm-hmm. TV. I just see you on ESPN. So, I mean, it's been lit. It's been um. I've been very fortunate to be in contact with some of the people from the Grizzlies mm-hmm. um, to start up a couple cool initiatives. Um, I've been on the news, WREG3. Shout out to Troy, Troy Washington. Shout out to Troy for Givers. Give, no, no, no. What is it? What did she say? Super fan. Givers gang. No, Troy Givers says that. Gang. 
So my thing is always winning, never losing. Okay. Troy's is giver's game. Okay. But I'm still in it, Troy. Just let you know. That's mine. <laughs> giver's game. Okay. Don't be mad, though. But, I mean, we just been extra lit, I mean, concerning the Grizzlies. So, um, hopefully, uh, you know, it's crazy. What? In terms of just, like, speaking stuff into the universe. Mm-hmm. Right? So I write out my goals every few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning of the year, I put this on my father. At the beginning of the year, I said, I'm going to work with the Grizzlies in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And my homegirl was like, do you know anybody work for the Grizzlies? I said, no. She said, how are you planning on doing it? I said, I don't know. Like, I bet you did it, though. I don't know. But it's happening now. I know. It's people, happening people, now. People think they can't do something nah. and you can do anything. Nah, you can do anything. Anything like, you want to do. You can do anything. Like, anything, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Like, think about it. We used to, we never... There was a time when we didn't have iPads. There was a time when we didn't have cell phones. Right. There was a time when we didn't have televisions. Exactly. There was a time where we didn't have radio. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to right. think of it and say, I'm going to do this. And put an effort for it and saying. execute. That's execute. it. That's it. Everything is possible. <laughs> if you put it into the universe and you say, I can do this, then anything is possible. Whatever you want to be, whatever yes. you want to do, as long as you just put the effort behind it and you believe in you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. then that's it. Like I bank on myself all day, Emma. All that's day. it. I believe Me in myself too. so much. That's what I'm saying. Anything is possible. Like think about it. we used to not have iPhones. Not iPhones everywhere. iPhones everywhere. My my baby, my four-year-old on my iPhone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what is going on? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> somebody one at one point in time, somebody was like, you know what? I want to fly in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yep. But see, you know, with the breakthrough technology, with all this digital world, think about what's the next step. It's just above my imagination, and I'm ready for it. Everything. Anything. Anything. Kevin Kevin Garnett said anything is possible. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, it's it's just out there. And we live in a time now where you don't have to go through any major corporations to get what you want done. Exactly. You can just do it. You can just put the say write it down. Say I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. and figure out how to do it. It might take one year, might take twenty years, might take thirty years. Just don't don't give up. I don't care how long it takes because all you got is one life. So let's do it. Like I'm with it, right? Like (laughs) that's it. I don't care how long it takes. It don't matter. It it doesn't matter how long it takes. Cause say I want to do something, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm doing it, and then twenty five years later. It works out. That's lit. Like, people forget. How long has 2 Chainz been rapping? Mine forever. But people think he an overnight success. That's what I'm saying. No, 2 Chainz been, been rapping for forever. <laughs> he, well, he was Titty Boy. He was rapping for forever. Titty Boy was Titty Boy. He That's had another name and some more stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, they, I'm with you, Rob. So, I mean, I'm just all for it. I'm just I'm, all for I'm it. I'm with you, and I am loving this energy. I see the intensity now. I just want to win. see it. Now, how can people get in touch with you, Rob? Um, You can call me. Oh, they can call you? What's my number? <laughs> Do you, are you sure you want them to call yeah. you at Robusto? Call me at 281-330-800 vote. <laughs> and how can they get his how can, how can they, <laughs> how can they keep, Don't call that number, y'all. How can they keep up with you on social media? No, okay, so I'll make it easy. Intensity. I'll make it easy for everybody. You can add me at Rob Jr., which is R H O B B J R. I have Instagram. Um, I don't have Facebook because Facebook is messy. Oh, 
Hey, Instagram could be messy too. If you, but I just stay away. I just, I try oh, to stay towards the light. DM, I try it. to stay towards <laughs> the light. You don't even know, Ina. I try to stay towards the light. I can show you some crazy mess is right now. Hard? Is it hard to stay towards the light, Rob? Nah, because my heart is good. Okay. That's why. Uh, that's why. It's easy. Okay. It's easy. Well, nah, I just, I just know what I'm in it for. That's it. But okay. you can contact me at Rob Jr. Um, R-H-O-B-B-J-R. You can also contact me at Robusto by Havana Mix, um, which is not hard to spell, I guess. Right, yeah. R-O-B-U-S-T-O. Right. Havana just Mix. Look, just look that up, and mm-hmm. it's very easy. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, very easy. You can call us 901-522-2909 as well. So um, come on down. I work 28 days, no, 28 hours Nine days a week. He'll be there when you go. Right. Yeah. I will most likely Rob Jr. He be, be there. Yeah. Yes. But yes. shout out to shout out to everybody that works with us. Shout out yes. to Jason. Shout out to um Christian. Shout out to Levon. Shout out to Narissa. Uh, shout out to my boy Josh. Shout out to my auntie Frankie. Shout out to Clarence. Shout out to uh K D. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for everybody that works with us that makes it such an awesome, such an awesome place to be. I mean it. You just only look at our reviews on Yelp or mm-hmm. Google or Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. And if you don't want to believe me, you just you have to believe your peers, mm-hmm. you know, because people are not going to lie. We are the best cigar bar in the country. I believe you. I believe you. I, I can vouch for y'all with that mint. What's the, the Java, the Java mint, mint? That Java mint joint was yes, good. Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Rob, for coming, hanging out on Verbally Effective for episode 32. I just want everybody to come out to the Cigar Festival um, downtown mm-hmm. um, at Handy Park, the big show. Yes, ma'am. On September 1st. Yes, it ma'am. It kicks off at 6 o'clock. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yep, I'll be opening the show at 6 o'clock on it's the gonna microphone. It's going to be lit. Locked and loaded. What's up, Mike Mosby? Hey. And all the entertainers. Burr Williams, Devin Crutcher, Karen Brown, Izzy Moore, we Katrina Robinson, and Brooklyn. I can't wait. And they're going to do like a special tribute to Aretha Franklin. Oh, the queen. Yes. The queen. The queen. Yeah, I know. That's yes. my mama. Yes. Yes. I love it. So thank you so much, Rob, for hanging out on Verbally Affected. Yes, ma'am. Episode thank you so 32 much. in the book. Steel cars, but we hard. Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard. I call the charge.